first in Fanatic. Hey everyone, it's Waz and Ben, and we're up with our newest episode of First and Fanatic, where we're going to talk about, well, the Bruins, the Red Sox, your teams, um, whatever we can get in there. So, uh, ready, Ben? Ready. Lots happening in Boston sports and everywhere around the country. Uh, playoffs, playoffs, and more playoffs. We got NBA, NHL, we got uh, the draft coming up. There's so much stuff going on. So you talk about, uh, let's talk about the Lakers. You, you know, you say the, that they're good for the NBA. They had an awesome comeback last night. Yes. I, I would like to say this. If you listen to earlier episodes, I knocked the Lakers a lot because I felt that they needed to make changes. And and I thought LeBron should go because I didn't see another alternative for them to get good. And I will say this. They didn't have to get rid of LeBron. They got rid of some key players, bought some really great players in, and they are in the playoffs, and they just knocked off Minnesota. So, you know, you guys did great. I'm glad that your fan base is happy because when the Lakers are good and the Celtics are good, the NBA is good. Yeah, that, that comeback was electric last night. They stormed back in the end of the fourth quarter to tie it against the Timberwolves, and they finished them off in overtime. And the, um, there's just something different about the Staples Center. It was electric, playoff basketball, fourth quarter. Like, the place was just... I mean, it was it was like appointment viewing. Uh, so it was it was an awesome atmosphere, and uh, now we're gonna get more of that because the Lakers are in as the seventh seed, and then uh, the Timberwolves will face the winner of OKC and uh, who's the other team? I forget. <laughs> but you know, so the Timberwolves will face the winner of the nine and ten game. Yeah. So the Celtics will play what Atlanta. Celtics are playing the Atlanta Hawks. They beat the uh, Miami Heat. So the Heat go into the second play-in game, and they're going to be facing the winner of Toronto. And I should probably look up the matchups before I bring them up. <laughs> <laughs> but so the Heat are going into the next play-in round because they lost. And the Hawks kind of handled them. They were ahead all game. The closest is, closest it got was like a five-point um, deficit in the in the third quarter. But they pretty much led all game. So they have some good players. It's going to be a tough matchup for the Celtics. I mean, like, you know they're no they're not a scrub team so no. if you made the playoffs i don't think you're a scrub team i mean you can upset people i mean anybody any any day can do something i mean you know i will say you no know it's funny and uh the dallas mavericks went out and they got Kyrie. Kyrie didn't want to play for brook he was like i'm not going to play for them blah, blah 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 and they went out and they traded and they got pieces and brooklyn made the playoffs and dallas didn't so i think that is great <laughs> yeah Two, in the face. two and eight in their last 10 games to end the season. I mean, Kyrie's just a loser. Yep. He got, I don't know, I guess he got lucky when he won the championship with LeBron in his like, rookie or second year or something like that. But I don't know. He's just, I've never seen anybody like him. He just, he's destructive everywhere he plays. And <laughs> it's kind of poisonous to pair him up with the, uh, an ascending young player like Luka Doncic. So. Yeah, there's rumors mean, Luca wants out now and like all kinds of I crazy don't blame stuff. him. <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean Kyrie's just, the worst. It's crazy. I mean, you know, I I I think it's sad that these people that make millions of dollars to play a game have to be like so awful. I mean, they're just he's just awful. He's like not a good person. Like the stuff he's Total says, narcissist. Yeah, like it's like A B, it's like, you know, all these play like Kanye. It's like all these people that made millions of dollars, and instead of being positive, using your your money for good, or or doing something great with yourself, and being a role model, you just sabotage your own career and you sabotage people around you, and it's just it's just sad. 
I'm honestly, it's it's like such a. I'm still relieved that the Celtics like survived the Kyrie Irving era and they improved off of that. I mean, could have easily taken down the likes of Tatum and Brown and you know screwed up the whole thing that we had building for a couple of years. So I'm glad that we were able to move on from him when we did, and it didn't mess up the the Celtics roster. You know, they got better since he left. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Really lucky to have. Jalen Brown and Tatum running the show. I mean, they're just, they're awesome. Yeah. They're clutch. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do against Atlanta. And, you know, what can we follow the momentum into the playoffs? I mean, like, is uh, Gallinari coming back? I mean, there's a lot of question marks and a lot of positive stuff that could happen. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, if, if the Celtics can come out and sweep the first round. Or I, I remember back in 08, you know, that, Took them seven games in the first two series to beat the Hawks and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers back when LeBron was younger. And so, like, you know, even great teams like that, they can be pushed to the limit in the postseason, and it's hard to win on the road. And so uh, you never know when the playoffs come around. But, yeah, the and the Hawks have some good players, Trey Young and, and DeWante Murray and Clint Capella, um, Sadiq Bey. They're all, like, good young players come through in the clutch in the postseason like so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun matchup it's just i don't know it's exciting that the playoffs are finally here it's time to really prove themselves agreed agreed they were the number one team for a long time and then they they blew that i mean let's let's get to the championship and win it this time instead of like choking so let's let's do this yeah no no more dribbling off your feet no more (laughs) let's let's get it right let's get it right tatum was struggling with his shoulder injury all playoffs last year um you know we'll have robert williams which is i mean i feel like he's such an x factor for the celtics like when he's in under the basket like the rebounding especially on offense like the offensive rebounds are so key and then just his presence on defense like you can't you can't make that up with with another player or combination of players robert williams is so unique in that way so I'm really excited. I mean, it, it's all set up for the Celtics to to make another run, so they got to come through. Yeah, like I was looking at the matchups. Some of the matchups like like look like great competitions. I'm like, ooh, that's gonna be a good one. So, so it's yeah. gonna be exciting. Philly, there, I don't know. There could be the Knicks or Brooklyn in there. I mean, a lot of good Atlantic Division, you know, rivalries, and then of course there's the Bucks. I hope we run into the Bucks in the conference finals just because that would be an epic series yeah because they want to get back at us for the smashing we gave them like the last time we played them 40 points we beat them by like they, yeah they're, they're that's eating at them and don't think at it's milwaukee not. yeah definitely that <laughs> don't was a think statement it's not that's it's, that they're that's them sitting there going yeah we want you because they're yep. pissed <laughs> yep let's do it it's gonna be awesome yep so what do you think about the historic run of the boston bruins unstoppable that's, they're amazing yeah first we we got the point uh first we got the wins then we just got the points. Um, we are Pasternak I, got sixty goals. Sixty goals. Z- uh, was Zaka, uh, Zaka got seventh player award? I mean, it looks like we're gonna get the the most wins in a season award. Uh, uh, Almark is probably gonna win the goaltender award. So we're looking like really good. One hundred and thirty three points. It's amazing. Yeah. The next best team in the NHL, Carolina, they have one hundred and eleven points. So <laughs> I mean, twenty two point difference is unbelievable so i mean the first round so looks like they might be getting either the islanders or pittsburgh penguins and so it's gonna be 
yeah, going to be an, another like uh, you know familiar matchup. So I think it'd be cool to see Pittsburgh just because I feel like we have sort of like a history yeah. with them, and yeah. and there are other teams in there like the Rangers and the Lightning. I mean, they could be like in the same category, you know, that we played them a lot in the postseason, and and so I just like that rivalry when you get like the familiar matchup in the playoffs. It just makes it more exciting and you know hateful and stuff like that and so um it's gonna be fun it'd be fun to see them you know beat Sidney crosby again i don't know i just i just like it when you get those matchups so anyways it should i want to see the bruins come out and just crush people i do too i want to see them finish the quest finish (laughs) the quest for the cup plain and simple don't get all these accolades and then not make it to the finals and win it all because that means it's nothing yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they've been dominating all season. Obviously, they've had amazing goaltending. Allmark won 40 games this year, which I'm, I think ties a, a record. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're just a complete team, so play like it. Come out and show everyone that there's a reason why you uh, set all these records this year. Yep. Don't and play down to the competition. You know, show people that you're the top dog. Beat them by a lot. <laughs> yep. Don't just beat them like a little beat them by a lot don't yeah. keep it close don't do that of that stupid stuff score as often as many times as you can and make statements like look we're the best we know we're the best and we're going to blow through this this way at the end of the year when you win the stanley cup i can buy the dvd and say i added another dvd to my collection so <laughs> i just want to point out that their goal differential on the season 120 plus 127 i mean that's incredible they are 30 and 8 and two on the road this year in the playoffs i mean those road wins really count like and they're gonna have home ice advantage obviously so if you can steal a road game or two in the playoffs like i mean that's that's easy money like you're basically putting incredible pressure on the on the opponent because th- then they're gonna have to go to your building and steal games back and so it's a really incredible opportunity for the bruins they just they really have to take advantage of it because after that uh 2018 you know stanley cup game seven loss like my biggest question was i don't know if they'll ever get back to that point again i mean how that was like the opportunity of a lifetime and they got blown out by the blues so to have this chance to come back and and answer that after you know with the same guys you don't have chara anymore but you still have bergeron krejci's back this year like marchand same kind of like core group of guys so it's like i I, it's an opportunity that i don't I didn't know we would ever get this chance again. So yeah. they got to come through. Yeah, and we've added so many good pieces like Hall, Bertuzzi. There's so many people around them right now. Like the lot, each line is dangerous. It's crazy how you can go through every man on the roster and, and point out reasons like what they contribute to the team. Uh, Charlie Coyle, you know, he's consistent. I mean... Campus Lindholm. Yeah, Lindholm. I don't know how they managed to like sneak him in on that trade last year but i mean he's a perfect fit yeah it's amazing like the team's amazing i mean but the, even the, swayman as the backup goalie has yep. been playing well all season yep he he actually finished the game but uh Omar got the 40th win Elmer, uh came out of the game everybody thought something was wrong with him but he, they were like no it's just precaution you know just, <laughs> just want to sit him i mean you know he's done his thing i mean what else can he do you know, i mean he's had an incredible year he's got the 40th win i mean let him rest a bit you know give him a, give him a little time off you know i blame the reporters who tweet out things like he might have tweaked something on his way out and 
yeah. and then everyone freaks out and then the coach comes out after the game and says no he's fine we did this on purpose yeah they, so that quick to panic. at least he said that so everyone can calm down yeah, quick to panic people are so quick to panic <laughs> it's ridiculous but yeah it's, it's the playoffs are coming it should be good i mean a lot of matchups that like are going to be clutch matchups i mean it's, it's going to be good uh, NHL hockey to watch, so uh, I'm going to be sitting there hopefully on my days off, and there'll be a game that I can watch. If not, I'm going to be sad and depressed, and I'll have to watch reruns. So, <laughs> Well, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Then we have the NH, uh, NFL draft coming up on the 27th. I actually took that night off. Nice. Yeah. I got the night off, too. I love watching the draft. It's yeah. so exciting. Well, me and my wife do it every year. We sit back, and we wonder like what Belichick's going to trade the draft pick for. You know, bubblegum and shoelaces. We're like, all right, he's trading it for bubblegum and shoelaces this year again. So, but I think he's actually going to pick this year. Or maybe, maybe, maybe he drops back a couple and gets like one more draft pick. I wouldn't be mad at that. But it looks like he's going to use it. He's going to stay in the first round. Yeah. They got the 14th pick. And I mean, it's a good position to be in. Obviously, you're not getting that top 10, like, like high tier draft pick. But I mean, you're right there in the beginning of the first round. So, there's definitely some chance that they'll trade up or down. I mean, they like you said, they always do that. Yep. But I mean, I hope they I hope they stay in the top of the first round there and just like get someone that can come in and help the offense. If it's an offensive tackle, that's fine. They need the they need the, the they need the player. But I mean, I really hope they get one of those those top wide receivers because I just think that would be a huge upgrade in talent for the for the skill positions yeah i saw that judon was trying to get the linebacker from uh tampa bay wasn't even white to come to us because he wants to trade (laughs) and i'm like that'd be awesome i'd I'd be happy as hell i do i see it happening no but you never know i mean yeah devin white would be awesome i mean he's a fast middle linebacker he i mean he he was a key defender on the bucks super bowl run and um coming to the end of his rookie contract. So if you're trading for him, you're paying him. Yeah. But I think, I like, mean, they could definitely use the, the linebackers in the middle to, to, um, solidify the line. Yeah. Just complement the pass rush with Judon. And I don't know. I just, I, I could, I could see them going with an edge guy too, to like pair on the other side of Judon. Yeah. I just feel like it, you can't go wrong by like adding like bodies to the, to the front seven. No, that's like what we that. used to do. When we got Roosevelt Collin, we had um, we had a bunch of like linebackers that like they could just rotate out and like see sure. more, you know. And I don't know why we stopped doing that. Even like, like the Tully Banta Canes of the world, yeah. like you know, they made an impact at, at some point. Yeah, because they were fresh. Like we just keep on rotating them out, you know? and all of a sudden we stopped doing it. I'm like, what are you doing? No, do it. Keep doing what you're doing. It was working, mm-hmm. you know. But we do have one of the top defenses, so I can't really complain. Yeah, you know? a lot of hype around the wide receiver for. Boston College, Zay Flowers. Yeah. A lot of people have been connecting him to the Patriots and saying if there's smoke, there's fire. So yeah. I've seen him listed to the Patriots in a lot of mock drafts. And he looks good. I mean, he looks like a speedy receiver that they can motion around the formation. And I don't know. I'm all for it. If they, I, I also like the player Jackson Smith and the Jigba for, the, um, for Ohio State. Uh, and I thought it was funny because the Red Sox just played the Pittsburgh Pirates. And his brother plays for the Pirates. Nice. So he was at Fenway watching the Red Sox game. Nice. And I said, oh, okay, so how do you like Fenway, man? You want to live here in Boston? So. Right, come, come to us, come to us. But, you know, as long as the team identifies the receiver, just don't take the next Nikhil Harry. Take yeah. someone fast. Yeah. 
and um, yeah. you know, speed for the outside. Pair with Juju Smith Schuster and the tight ends and the run game. I think it'll be a good little offense to, yeah. to get started with. Yeah. Oh, even if like I keep on hearing that Judy's still an option, mm-hmm. like, and then also DeAndre Hopkins might be dropped by Arizona, and then we could actually make a run for him. So you know that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. And then the Ravens just signed Odell Beckham Jr. So yeah. that could be a sign that Lamar Jackson is not changing teams. Oh, and... I saw something about that, and it was like, don't don't take the token, Lamar. Don't take the token. Don't don't drop your laurels because they got you a toy. You know, it's like you know when a little kid you got a little kid and the kid's crying and stuff, and you buy him a toy because you just want to pacify him. You know, and like. I think that's what they just did. You know, Baltimore got him a toy. They're like, here, here's a toy. Don't leave. A $15 million toy. Right. <laughs> Which I think is crazy money for Odell Beckham Jr. Coming off two ACL tears. I'm like, uh, what are you doing? That's a lot of money to be throwing at a player. But if you have it, spend it. So. Yeah, I, I wonder how Lamar takes that. I mean, like, do they, does he see it like, okay, so they're adding a receiver that is proven and, uh, you know, can come right in and, be my top pass catcher you know maybe i like the direction the team's going i want to sign here or does he say why the f are they giving odell beckham 15 million dollars where's my money i don't know how he's taking it yeah i I mean i take it as a slap in the face i would i'm I'm like your guy i'm the big i'm the big cheese i'm your quarterback i'm the one that people come to see and i'm the one that got you all these accolades like one of the best teams in the afc and then you ain't gonna pay me I'm sorry. I'd be mad. I, I wouldn't blame him if he took it that way. Yeah. I mean, clearly he's he's the offense. I mean, the way he runs the read option, he's a good passer. I mean, especially when he won the MVP, like 36 touchdown passes, like the ceiling's there. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how long it's going to take to resolve that situation. Yep. But maybe the signing means that, you know, he's going to sit down the Raven with the Ravens and figure it out. Make progress. I, I would hope so. You know, a lot of stuff's coming up. Uh, looking forward to the draft. Um, a lot of teams right now are looking like they can do a lot of damage. I mean, even Detroit made a couple of moves where I was like, oh, look, that looks good. I mean, they look that they had the best offense, one of the best offenses in the league, and now they've added a bunch of defenders. So, I mean, they can make a splash. And yep. Green Bay is not going to be Green Bay. So exactly, I was just going to say, you know, you don't have that threat of Aaron Rodgers in the division anymore, probably. Yeah. Assuming the Jets can get their shit together. Right. But, yeah, so, I mean, the Lions are good. The Vikings, obviously, they have Justin Jefferson. So, you know, he can carry that team. Um, Did I say the Lions again? I meant the Vikings. So, yeah, I mean, who else? The Eagles are good. I mean, they're going to be good still. Like, the, um, they're looking to either get younger and add to the offensive line, which is already one of the best offensive line in, in in the league. And then... Their defense, they re-signed Darius Slay. They're, they want to potentially add another pass rusher, and they led the league in sacks last year. So, I mean, it's just like, or they could even add Bijan Robinson, the, the Texas stud running back who, um, even for a running back, might get drafted in the top 10. The Eagles have the top, the number 10 pick in the draft. So, yeah. I mean, that I feel like that's a case of the rich getting richer. And then I feel like the Chiefs will just be business as usual. You know, they have Mahomes and Kelsey and any, everything else that they can add is is just going to make things harder for teams to defend. Yeah, I agree. And then, like, things are looking up in the AFC East. I mean, if the Jets get 
Aaron Rodgers, then they're going to be a really good team. I mean, Miami looks like it's going to be a really good team. Um, Their defense is going to be good. Miami, yeah. they got Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the AFC East, again, like last year, I said that it was a team, like that's the, the division you got to watch. I didn't know the Patriots were going to choke. But um, but those are definitely the teams, like that division right there is going to be a hot division. I mean, Absolutely. You know? It could be the best division in football. I mean, just the, the way that we looked at the AFC West last year with the Broncos adding Russell Wilson, and the, and the Raiders got Devontae Adams, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and then the um, who else? The, and then the Chargers with Justin Herbert and and all them. So I mean, you know, I don't think that ended up being as strong a division as we thought it would be. But I feel like the off season is trending that same way for the AFC East this year because you know the teams are stocking up, they're loading up. Will the Patriots be able to keep up? I don't know. Yeah. But they got. I'm really uh, optimistic about Bill O'Brien, so um, you know, hopefully they'll get their shit together and then they'll actually put out a good offensive product this year. Yeah, it'd be nice. So I feel like all four teams are improving, especially the Jets. I mean, if they can add Rodgers, like, they're going to be in yeah. cruise control because they have a lot of good young weapons yeah. and a good defense. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, I think that this, year, this league year is going to be just like last year where the AFC is going to be definitely the dominant division. Uh, the NFC has lost a lot of talent again. Uh, every, all, a lot of the talent from the NFC has jumped over to the uh, AFC, and it's just it's a, a influx of power. Because before it was everybody wanted to go to the NFC. The NFC was the dominant thing, and now everybody's kind of jumping over to our side. I think. I think. Yeah, Brady's gone too, so yeah. the Bucks are sort of in rebuild mode. Yeah, I think. Kinda. I think one of the reasons that is is because it's like when Brady was with New England, and people were coming over to the AFC to join other teams. It's because you want to play the best you want to play and if you can't play with them you want to play against them and beat them and i think that's the way people look at Mahomes right now that's the way that people look at allen right now like i want to play against those people i want those are the ones i want to go against and you don't have the quarterbacks that you did in the nfc that's not as good as they used to be i agree yeah the players i think they see opportunities to you know maximize their um earning potential by joining good teams playing against good competition to prove themselves. And uh, and then I think from the team's perspective, they see a player like Mahomes, Josh Allen, the teams that they're building with, you know, uh, say when the Bills got Stephon Diggs a couple years ago, it's like, okay, that's a huge threat. And then the Dolphins get Tyreek Hill. And you see these teams getting better and better. And so now you have that's your competition. So you have to add two in order to compete with them. So I think that makes the AFC more motivated to keep adding and in, in order to win now. Yeah. Then you got Watson in Cleveland. You got um, the quarterback in Cincinnati. Burrow. So, Burrow. Joe so, Burrow. And then you got the AFC with the Chargers quarterback. Uh, Justin Herbert. Yep. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, totally. It's, it's going to be a, a shootout again. Anytime you see a matchup on the AFC teams facing each other, it's going to be a shootout. So, that's what I love. I love that. And the NFC, not so much. Yeah. And and even the young, unproven quarterbacks, like there's Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett. Like, I think those are two guys on the East Coast that can make a substantial improvement this year. Like, you know, I don't I don't think the Steelers were, you know, great by any means last year, but they're going to get better. George Pickens looks like a star receiver. They have Najee Harris, who's going into his third season. I mean, he's... He's one of those Mike Tomlin guys that will 
just carry the ball as many times as you need it. Um, I don't know. They're just improving as a as a group. Yeah. And so it's going to put pressure on the teams like the Bengals, Browns, even the Ravens to, you know, keep up with their own yep. um, you know, standards in order to 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 hold them off. So I, there's just a lot of good competition around the AFC and and there's a lot of teams that could be in the mix. Even the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence yeah. like their offense looks like it could be one of the best in the league. I'm yeah. definitely targeting the Jaguars in fantasy football next year. They're going to have Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley's coming back from suspension, and they traded for him last year. Christian Kirk proved that he was worth the, the big contract that they gave him. They signed Zay Jones from the Raiders, who's going to be like really solid number three. Evan Ingram had a good bounce-back season at tight end. Like, I mean, they're just loading up, so it's going to be Honestly, it's going to be a really fun season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, on to <laughs> the Boston Red Sox. I feel like we've been putting them off. We have been putting them off. because uh, They're pissing I, me off. Yeah, as I stated in our previous podcast, pitching. We got all these old people that had great names, and it was an up-and-down thing of what's going to happen. Are they Sales be, pitching at Tampa today. Uh, I mean, is it going to be... Chris Sale, the MVP, or is it going to be Chris Sale, the guy that like is on the edge of his career and probably not going to make it? <laughs> the thing about Chris Sale that drives me insane is that when <laughs> when he loses, he gets fucking tattooed, like yeah. he gets obliterated. He yeah. doesn't just like give up, you know, a couple hits and and a rally, and and you know they come through with like you know a two run inning. No, he gives up like a three run homer in the first inning, and then you know, walks a couple guys and then gives up a two-run double. Like, you know, the guy just gets completely smashed. So I agree. I mean, the Rays look amazing. They're going to be... Uh, I want to drop a lot of F-bombs now. They're, they're going to they're be really tough all year. I mean, yeah. they just look like they're, they're stacked. Yep. I think the saddest thing I saw, I was flipping through, and they were like, and the best pitcher on the Red Sox is playing today Nick Pavetta and I went <laughs> I went what? I was like that's our best pitcher. Oh god. And I was like oh, but he did great. Like he only sure, lost by yeah. one. That so, was a tough loss. Yeah. I mean one nothing. Ugh. Yeah. So go Couldn't Nick Pavetta. I'm like I'm sorry. I you know but I you know it's not your MO to be like the best pitcher in, in the league. So to say that you're our best pitcher was kind of depressing. But you did. You showed up like you were a really good pitcher and that you deserved that title. So uh yeah you. Honestly, he did have a good outing. Like I really like his stuff, honestly. That curveball is a really good pitch. When he can keep it down in the zone and get guys to swing and miss at it, like then he's gonna get then he's he's gonna put guys away. So I think that it's really important that this I said I almost said the Celtics. It's really important that the Red Sox have consistent guys like that in the rotation, just that you can count on to come out every five days and and give you like five, six, seven innings. So they I mean, today's a, honestly a big opportunity for Chris Sale. It makes me want to cringe, but seriously, the Rays are eleven and zero, and Chris Sale's our big money pitcher now. Evaldi's gone. We we have some young guys like Garrett Whitlock came in. I'm excited he's back, but he got tagged for three home runs yesterday, and the and, and that also includes a first inning run that he gave up on a, a sequence of a couple hits. So I mean, it's really important for the team that Sale can can be the guy that we signed him to be like he his velocity is sort of there again you know 95 96 97 great but i mean he has to come he has to come through in these 
in these moments, or you're just going to be losing to the AL East all all season again. Yeah, and it just you know we haven't even played Toronto or New York yet, and what did we lose two of three to the Orioles to start the season, so they're no slouch anymore either. So San Fran like, swept us. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Sorry. So like, and we we swept the Tigers, but I mean they're not good. Yeah. So I don't really I didn't really think too much of that. So I mean it's going to be a long season if they can't beat the AL East because the, all of those teams look good and they need to be competitive. Yep, hundred percent. And uh, like like you were saying, like it's gonna there's a lot of good teams out there this year. I mean like they, people went out and actually got stacked. I mean, and they weren't wrong. And we a lot of those players that they got were from us. <laughs> yep. So it's sad to see like the talent that they got like was. Bogarts we, is playing incredible right now. Right. I mean, come on. We had the chance to get you guys. I will say that Devers Devers is doing good. I mean, yep. Devers yeah. is hitting well. Although he um he struck out looking three times two nights ago against the Rays, and one of them was with the bases loaded late in the game. So if he could have come through in that spot, yeah. You know, maybe Just that. Swing. You know, could turn around that one nothing game. Just swing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's not looking good for the offense too. We just lost Adam Duvall to to a broken wrist, which he previously had surgery on. So when oh, he was he, on fire, wasn't he? Yeah, he was hitting four hundred, couple home runs. One of them was a walk off home run. He looked like he was going to be um you know, one of our best hitters in the middle of the lineup. So I mean, we're kinda like hanging on by it. We're half of our lineup is like borderline triple A yeah. hitters at this point. <laughs> Meanwhile, Xander Bogarts is hitting 326 with four homers, 10 RBIs, OPS of 1.070. So, and that's in 46 at bats. So, I mean, he's cruising right now. For I wish the, we had him. <laughs> imagine if we could get good players like that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, he's. It's just tough. I mean, they gotta. I don't know. I don't know what the what the solution is. Guys just need to step up, and I don't know. They just need to start hitting. Yeah, or or spend the money that we have. You know, spend the money, keep the players, and do what you got to do to keep the team competitive or at least trying to win a championship. It doesn't even seem like they're trying to do that. So, you know, it looks like they're going to sell the team. That's why I, the way I'm looking <laughs> at it. It looks like you're just, you're just trying to find reasons to sell the team. So, yeah, for the owners, it's just a, a folder in their portfolio. So, yep. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement there in terms of like ownership decision making. So, I think it's going to come down to like, you know, if there's any opportunities to add during the season then you have to take it or you're just going to be selling and hoping for the next wave of prospects and i don't like that direction because it's the red Sox, and i feel like you know i always think about like the yankees what would george steinbrenner do he would open up his checkbook and give the best players blank check right and um the red Sox should be on that level where they identify that there's a an amazing player up for grabs, they got to be the ones to swoop in and grab them. So I don't know who's gonna, you know, appear on that list this season, but I prefer that direction rather than you know the money ball. the the rebuild bridge year sort of situation. Yeah, stop with this money ball bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're not the Orioles, you're the Red Sox. Come on. I have nothing else for this week. What about you? Now I'm pissed off about the Red Sox again. <laughs> so please, please defeat those eleven and O Rays. That's Honestly, that's bullshit. Come on, we got to beat them. Right, <laughs> one just, one game. Just win. We tonight. cannot get swept in a four game series to the Rays. Win tonight, and then we could be the team that did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We ended the undefeated we, run. We can end the undefeated run. I mean, <laughs> we get the Celtics might be able to win a championship. We get the the Bruins looking like they might win a championship. We get the Pages looking like they might not trade the draft pick. Yeah, notice I didn't say championship. 
And then we get the Red Sox, who it's early in the year, so expectations for championship <laughs> aren't wrong, kind of. <laughs> you talked about trading the draft pick. The worst part about the draft is when you tune in for the first round and you're like waiting all night for the Patriots to make their first round pick. And in the past, they would pick in like the late 20s or even the 30s because they're like the best team for the last 20 years. So they always have late draft picks. So you wait all night for them to finally come to their selection and then they trade down in the second round. And so you watch the whole first round and they didn't even make a pick. Yep, so I know. I want to see them make a top first half of the first round pick. I right. want to see them get a new stud wide receiver. Well, Bill, we'll make a it. pick. <laughs> <laughs> Just make the fucking pick. Right? <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this week of First and Fanatic. Thank you for tuning in. Shh.